everyone. We're glad that you have joined us. I'm Christy. And I'm Grace, and you're listening to the Thanks Mom Podcast. See, we could have gotten that together, maybe, but maybe not. So, I don't know. We've always not done it, just in case. Yeah, but it's glad to be back after a week. We were on vacation last week, so thanks for just giving us the ability to take a break during the summer as we're recording. And now we're back and a little bit more refreshed. Right, Grace? Are you refreshed after vacation? Was it enjoyable for you? It was so relaxing that I was almost still tired when I came back. You know what I mean? When you can, you can, when you can chill so much that you don't feel stressed, but you don't really feel energetic either. That's how I felt for a day or two after. I was like, (laughs) I just want to keep sleeping. (laughs) I think there's such a balance that you have to find because you always seem like, I feel like you, you, me need a vacation from my vacation a lot if I do too much. So I think I've felt like that so much in the past that I've really had to make of a point to find the balance on vacation between the go, go and do nothing. And we went down to Hilton Head after going to DC for a few days, which was great because DC was a lot of go. And we traveled to Hilton Head at least once a year. And it's always just so calming and relaxing because I think it's our place to do nothing. So I felt like this was a good do nothing and recover. And especially recovering from hip surgery, I, I couldn't do a lot anyway. So this was a good year to do that. But yeah, on years that we go to places that um, we don't. It's always like you want to see, you want to enjoy what's there. But I've also realized that there has to be a, a balance or you just come back exhausted and need to totally recover from what was supposed to be a very relaxing vacation. So it always goes into like, how do you like to recreate? We should probably have another podcast topic on that. Like what is recreation? I'm actually going to write that down while we're talking about it. I still don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. But I think even I always thought that like I need a vacation after vacation when you go like I feel like, okay, I shouldn't say vacation because in my head, a vacation is what? You're breaking up there. So I don't know which one is recording, if it's Grace or I. I'm going to keep talking. Oh, there you are. You're Uh, back. I guess people use the words. Okay. Did you hear anything I said? Nope. But I'm not sure if it recorded you or I'm going to repeat it. And we can always check the audio when we post this. I was saying, like, I agree with the whole, like, you need a vacation from a vacation. But I was like, I almost use the word vacation to mean more relaxing and the word trip to mean more like I'm going to go see stuff, which I guess they can be used interchangeably. But that's more how I distinguish them in my head. Right. And I feel like I need a vacation from trips a lot, like when I go see stuff, because I had a great time, but I need to chill. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll feel fine to go back into, you know, the normal working routine after a vacation when you're relaxing because you've just relaxed for so long. Yeah. And then I went back into work after that. And I was like, it was so much harder than I thought to get back into a routine this week. (laughs) And I just got wiped. And I was like, what the heck? I literally just, I mean, I did work. I worked part-time while I was down there, but I was like, I got to relax and just sit and do nothing. But it was just funny where I'm like, I also had no, I didn't really have any structure or routine. And I did, and I was like, and I'm running on low energy in the sense of like, 
you know, there's energy when you do things like you get energy from working. And when I didn't have to do that, even though that was good for me, like I didn't, I was definitely not stressed and felt relaxed for like a week. And I don't know the last time I've been able to do that for like a week. <laughs> so that was nice. But it was just also like, okay, I need a day or two of like not a full on routine, like not the work world routine, but sure. like a bit of structure to like, I almost need like a revamp, like here's a little bit of structure, a little, okay, now you can do the full structure. Cause going back into like full work mode, I was like, I just, that was too, too quick of a switch. Like I was like, yeah, I guess I need a, a vacation from a vacation in both senses, not just like a, I need to breathe from like being on my feet and touring a place. Also just like, I need to like do a little bit, but not a ton after doing nothing. Like I need to build back up to a full on schedule. I think that's why, like, I'd like to talk about it more too, and not just you know, like casually banter back and forth about it, because I think that's why we need to actually build in relaxation better into our daily schedule. Mm -hmm. Because we then we try to cram in the recreation part with the vacation of just the relaxing part all into that. And I think when we don't actually take time for ourselves for rest and relaxation as a normal part of our life, one, it causes burnout and all that. But yeah, we get to that where we, we need that time, that life, we need that rest to recuperate and go back. Like you're saying, so that you come back from a vacation, feeling refreshed and able to jump in slowly. It is. I totally agree with what you say about needing that time to like adapt back to like full power or full steam ahead. Like you're saying, but I, I, I don't know. I think I'm learning that more about myself. Like I'm better when I take the time and I've built in that time to relax versus not at all. And then I just burn out and it's really yucky, I guess Mm -hmm. in that way. So, yeah. Or like having your wind down time every day. There's a person I follow on Instagram who like he has her wind down routine I have not been winding down well for the last week or two. Well, no, two weeks ago was vacation. This last week, I just like finish whatever I'm doing and then I just go to bed. And I was like, I really need just like an hour of relaxing, like to just slowly like read a book, have a, like take a shower, just do something to chill. Like I can't just crash completely because something about that, even though I'm still, even if that's like at the right time, something about that still so exhausting, even if I'm getting enough sleep, like you know, just that routine of like work, work until you sleep, you wake up and you just work more like, yeah, no. Right. Exactly. Who's talked about that wind down routine. That's a good idea. I like that idea. I found her on many Hail Marys and she's a financial. Well, I don't know. She's, she, she has an accounting degree. So that's why I was more interested. Let me find her really quick. I started following her like a week ago when she came on many Hail Marys, Jesse J E S S I Farron F E A R O N debt free living is what her page is about. So I think she's a lot about getting debt free, but also just lots of finance tips. She's a Catholic girl, her Catholic wife and mom. Oh, cool. So, I yeah. like, I mean, I, I think I try to incorporate that some just because you need that, but I think that's a great way of just actually stating that what wind down living. Is that what you said? Or just a wind oh, down debt free living. But every no, no. every night on her story, she's like started my wind down routine. Oh, wind has- down routine. Okay. Yeah, because I think that's I think 
probably most of us practice some form of it, but I think when you actually plug it in, that's good. Cause then it makes you, if you actually are honoring your calendar, then yeah. you actually would be doing that more. So that's kind of cool. All of that kind of piggybacks on the topic we actually wanted to talk about today too, a little bit. Yeah. We're going to talk about peace and overwhelm or peace versus overwhelm. Her, yes. Okay. Really quick. I'm looking in the camera and I keep trying to fix this bump on top of my head and my hair, but every time I redo it, it keeps coming. It's really annoying. Okay. Or maybe <laughs> I smoothed it out now. Okay. Sorry. Is that making you feel peaceful, Grace, or is that making you feel overwhelmed? Irritated. It's my hair. Irritated. Yes. I think it's gone. Oh. No, but we thought yeah, this exactly. would be a good topic because when we are recording, it's the beginning, the beginning of August and still, you know, I, this is a big month usually for traditions, like traditions. I can't talk yet. Transitions. Transitions. Right. And so people are moving into, you know, high school sports practices can start here in the U S this week, this coming week. And within the next, you know, two to three weeks, a lot of schools are going back to going back to classes or college Sorry, students are packing and started. What um, schools down south already started? Right, exactly. Because here in the north, we don't start start for a bit longer. But yeah, st- schools down south, or they start this week, or so within this month. You know, you have kids moving back to college, university slowly starting, depending where you're going, and same with regular schools. Plus, you know, sports practices and things start up, and so it can be a lot of chaos and you know, you go from what we're just talking about, even not really a structured routine. A lot of people don't have much structure in their summer and, or just way more laid back or low key. And some people then are longing for that structure. Like in some ways I'm really ready to have that come back and have more of not, I won't say busyness, but a type, a type of form to your schedule or a structure to your schedule. But for many people too, that causes a lot of chaos and confusion and can lead to a lot of overwhelm. So Grace and I were thinking this would be a good and timely topic to talk about peace versus overwhelm and and what that really means. For you as a college kid, you talk about that a lot too. Yeah, I kind of have not even a love-hate relationship. I kind of have a hate relationship with August and I'm trying to not hate August this this year. Well, that's a really good thing. (laughs) That's I'm glad you're trying not to hate August. I think it's not, just not a little strong, but I don't know. I always just like, I probably talked about this. I anticipate a lot and I, summer is more fun than the school year. Most of the time this year's, this summer has been really busy. So I am ready for a change, but I just, you always get to August and you're like, summer's almost over. I don't want to go to school. Da-da-da. Like my whole life, you know, you always get there and it feels like everything's flying by. You usually start August with like band camp or summer camp. And so that's always the signal that like summer's wrapping up, at least in my head, like when those things come around, it's like, crap, that means it's ending. Like, and then it feels like two seconds later, the school year starts. And so I always would just have, I'd always just be frustrated with August because it was hard to feel like there's the pressure then like, well, I have to keep relaxing and seeing my friends like, cause it's going to be over soon. So you have to like soak it in and I don't like a different pressure to enjoy summer. Cause I don't know. It's just so summers or August has never been a a fun month for me in my opinion because not because of anything in particular but more just how I think about what's coming and I feel like 
I don't know. Like you're like, you, I just don't want to, ch- it's the pre-transition. I'm like, I don't want to change yet. That's fine. Then you start the school year and it's whatever, but it's more just like August signals that things are about to change. And I'm like, I don't want to. And then, yeah. So this summer I'm like trying to enjoy August and not dread it and just let it be summer still. And, but not, but also not feel that pressure of like, I don't know, so often I try and cram too many things in August and then it's not fun and I don't know. Don't really know what that looks like, but it's the month no, of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, so I'm asking her to help me do it. That's really good. And I think it's just realizing that change happens. Mm-hmm. I guess. And and we can't we can try and fight it, but it's still gonna happen. So it's more how then do we want to approach it? And I would say in this last couple of years of my life of really trying to be more intentional, especially this year, being more intentional and doing thought work on where I'm slowing down and examining, like, what am I actually thinking about this? That it's brought a lot more awareness to things like change or things that feel crazy or out of control or overwhelm. And so I guess when Grace and I were picking this topic, I just wanted to bring up, you know, a few minutes worth of what I have seen, what I have learned and what's really helped me because overwhelm is something I would say that I have really struggled with for a good chunk of my married and child raising years. And I think a lot of people would in my state in life would say so. But I think it probably started, Grace, back when I was in your position and in college, but it was it was just a little bit different. And I do really ha- remember having a hard time embracing change. And there was a spirit of excitement. Like if I was moving out or moving to a new dorm or getting settled in an apartment or, you know, newly married. And in my life, we your dad and I moved around a ton when we were newly married, when you were a baby, I mean, we moved multiple times a year across the state for multiple months at a time. It was, so we were like really like loading up the whole house or parts of it that we could do and not living out of suitcases, but as in full packing mode multiple times, like a year because of his, because of med school and different rotations at different places. And I think I, I don't know. Didn't I add it up and tell you what I think I, we, within the first, I don't know, five years of our marriage, we had moved 12 times as in, I thought it was like 14 or something. It was, it's crazy. And we've lived in six houses in a two mile radius since we've been in Grand Rapids since 2000. I thought it was five houses. One, two, three, four. Okay. Five houses. Sorry. I was wrong. Five houses. And So for so long, we were even post like college graduate for myself, we were on such an academic calendar for your dad and what that brought up. And then I remember there was this time when he finally was in an established job and it wasn't switching, but by that time we had kids in school. So you're kind of on that. And I remember that there was a summer that we, we didn't move. We didn't start a new job and we didn't have a baby. So we got a dog. (laughs) And it was like, like, something, has, like something has to change, right? So as much as it was like we were on that cycle of change, it 
and how much I just wanted stability and saw a lot of my friends that we had graduated with or college friends that were already well-established just because the career path that your dad took, we felt, I felt so behind, like we hadn't put down any roots. We weren't, you know, forming a lot of relationships yet. And now my kids are starting school and we were trying to get involved and form community but you just expected there to be change. And so I felt like it was, it was like this both and where you're fighting this, but yet you want the excitement of what it might bring, but yet there is just not any peace. And it was just mm-hmm. difficult for me. And I would say in the past couple of years, if I, like I said, I started to slow down, understand how much we in our society are just programmed to think that our circumstances control our feelings like, oh my gosh, this person is so mean to me and I'm so angry at them and I'm so upset about them or, you know, oh my gosh, everything's changing again and I have to move again and this is just so awful or it's so stressful or I don't have any peace about it. And I've come to realize that really circumstances are neutral. How that person, what their words were what they did, like their actual action, what the circumstance about moving is, is really neutral because one person could look at moving and be totally excited about it. And the other one is dreading it. And, and that's not the, so the circumstance isn't creating the feeling. If the circumstance is neutral and it's always the same, the difference is the difference between the person who thinks who thinks and has a thought that moving is so exciting. And the person who thinks, oh, moving is so hard. It's awful. And those thoughts then produce a feeling about them. So if, you know, the person thinks, oh, moving is so exciting. And there's just kind of an excitement that they're feeling or a joy that they have or anticipation versus the person who's like, Oh, moving is so hard. It's awful. And then they have this, you know, trepidation or anxiety is produced or a feeling of dread. Those thoughts, when they slow down enough, are actually a choice. We can actually look at the circumstance. If we go, this circumstance is neutral because everybody could go, Grace is moving in three weeks. And anybody who saw that would see that and go, Grace is moving in three weeks. So then how does the person who knows Grace is moving in three weeks choose to think about that neutral circumstance? And we can apply this to anything, not just change, not just moving, but to someone we might not get along with, somebody we might not feel well about. Like even our relationships are built on our thoughts about the person, you know, we can even think about people we might not get along with. We're thinking we don't get along with them, but it's really built on the thought about that person because somebody else might see that person and go, oh, they're a great person. They have a lot of great qualities. And because they're thinking a different thought, they think, oh, Susie has great qualities and she's amazing. And the other person sees the circumstance as Susie the person that they are and like, oh, she annoys me or something because she does this. Well, she might do fill in the blank and somebody else might see that, that circumstance of what Susie does and has a totally different thought on like, oh, Susie does this and see it in a positive way versus a negative. And so really the thought about what Susie's doing and her lovability to these different people are all caught up in the thoughts they have. Their feelings are coming from those thoughts. And that's really what drives our 
actions in our life, the actions that we choose to have because of our feelings that produce the results. So if we're frustrated with the results of feeling overwhelmed versus feeling peaceful, then we re- we need to examine like, what do we really want? How do we want to look at the circumstance of this change since we're talking about August and going back to school or switching and our children are starting school again and what school routines are. And if we can look at these circumstances as neutral and look at the thought that we're having about a neutral circumstance, we can hopefully start to generate more positive and peaceful type emotions versus choosing a more negative thought that generates more overwhelm or stressful emotions. And then our actions follow suit. And then we start to produce the results in our life that we want. But in order to do that, what I've learned is it takes a lot of slowing down intentional thinking. It takes thought work to go to recognize when that spirit of overwhelm starts to present itself and and we start to want to fight that to go, wait a minute, what's bringing this up? There must be thought or something like that, that I'm thinking. And once we start to recognize how many millions of thoughts we have running through our mind at the same time and realize that they're really affecting our feelings, then we can stop and realize like, oh, I have a choice. I could look at that and start to choose to think something different. And where can we invite the Holy Spirit in and make that ordinary, maybe stressful moment, thought-provoking moment actually extraordinary. So that's something that I've learned and in, in just trying to like overcome my overwhelm and start mm-hmm. to choose peace and start to bring more peace into my life. And, and a lot of that is just, like I said, the intentionality, the slowing down, the examining of thoughts, and then making actual intentional decisions about how I'm going to think instead of just being reactionary mm-hmm. and to try and be proactive. Yeah. And it's a retraining. It's a retraining of our brain of just not reacting and going, I'm going to, I'm stressed. Like there's so much going on. Well, no, there's just activity going on. It's just multiple activities. And we don't have to just say, oh, there's so much going on, or this is so crazy, or I can't handle it. It's like, no, it's just activity. It's gearing up for the new year. How do I want to think about the increase in the activity or the change in the activity or the change in routine? Mm-hmm. How am I going to look at that and approach that intentionally so that it doesn't, I don't react irrationally with or even just a normal reaction. It doesn't have to be irrational, just a normal reaction of overwhelm or stress, but actually in a peaceful way, in a calm way to approach that. And if we start thinking about those things now, I think we can be actually really proactive as they start to come to say, how do I want to walk into the school year? I'm going to walk in calm. I'm going to walk in full of joy and excited. I've just been, oh, so convicted in the last week about it, but I'm going to let you respond, Grace, because I just like monologued for like 10 minutes, I feel like on that. No, it was good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have a few thoughts. It makes me think, like, I've been listening to Leah Darrow a little bit, um, or I've just been watching her Instagram, and she she's starting this, like, personal development program, so, like, all her little snippet videos are up there trying to, you know, promote that. And okay. one of her videos that she posted recently was good that I liked. It was like, you're going to like, a, a lot of times we're like, well, we, well, I can't do this and I can't finish this. And she's like, it's going to happen. Whatever it is, 
you know, whatever situation, you're going to go through it no matter what. Like that's basic, you know, like 99% of our life. It's like, you're going to go back to school. Like an extreme example, you could drop out because you're really dreading going back in August and, you know, but like 99% of the time, these things that we're saying we can't do or we can't get through or like, or I can't finish this exam or whatever you're going to get through. It's you, but you get to decide how you get through it. Like, yeah, I like how she said, and she's like, you could just go through kicking and screaming if you want. Or you could just go th- and be like, well, I'm going to go through this. Might as well go through with this attitude. Exactly. Like, That's the part you get to pick. Like, you're going to get, it's going to happen either way. Or I know your girls from Mate for Greatness, like a month ago, they posted some reflections. They went on some like life coach, like conference or something. Oh, right. And one of them said like the thing that stuck out the most to them. And I really like this similar line is like, just imagine life's like a car ride, like on the way to heaven. Mm. And you know, you're going to get there like the grocery store. Like I'm in, I'm in the car on the way to the grocery store I know I'm gonna get there I might have to take some detours you know so I want to stay in the car angry at all these detours and cranky about this but I know I'm still gonna get to the grocery store in the end so I'd rather just like sing music and roll down the windows and enjoy my ride and enjoy the car ride because I'm gonna still get there in the end I like and so I like that having that perspective of like I'm gonna get to whatever it is in the end I just get to decide how I'm gonna act about it and another thing that struck me recently like this is just in in the past is just a time I get anxious because I anticipate change and then I tend to just think like well here's the things that could go wrong like that's just my past default is just like well here's the reasons it's not good or here's the reason I should worry or here's the thing that could go wrong like and I was just struck recently in prayer I was like lord how do I choose not to be anxious and he was like choose not to think about worries like just very straightforward he's like just don't think about that like why would you choose to waste your brain energy right on that and I was like I can just do that he's like yep you could just not think about those things which is hard for me because I feel like oh well well I have to make sure I'm prepared for everything and I need to make sure I'm ready for any unfortunate situation or well maybe I'm maybe I'm avoiding something I should be addressing if I'm not thinking about a worry and it's like no really you're just working yourself up into a tizzy about nothing and why would you expect bad like I'd rather go in expecting good you know right just I think and so uh, I've just been struck about that recently like when I get stressed it's like I could just choose to not think about this right now when I'm stressed I could just choose to not worry about this and I'll be fine like I the situation is the same and I'd rather just have a different attitude about it so I'm not going to think about things I could possibly worry about like Right, so good. Easier said than done, but things I yeah, think but about. I think it it I've is trying to break easier. my past habits of August thought processes. I'm like, <laughs> nope, we're not going to do that. We don't need to do that anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. not how we have to think about the upcoming school year. So, I think that's very good. It's it it is easier said than done, like you said. But it's also if that's what we want, everybody is like everything. You hear this all the time. It's going so fast. Everything goes so fast. Summer goes so fast. Summer, and then, and I feel like that for me was always a reaction because I wasn't choosing to be intentional. I wasn't mm-hmm. choosing to show up how I wanted to. And I love asking me that, asking God that question, asking myself that question every morning, like, good morning, Lord. Like, oh my goodness, how grateful I am that this is a new day that I'm here, that I'm alive, that I'm breathing. Like made for greatness. Sterling was talking about this and we're going through just the Holy spirit and recognizing the Holy spirit this summer and having it be even more alive in our life, which I love because 
you and I in season two, like did all the fruits of the Holy spirit. And we're talking more about the gifts of the Holy spirit, but just that wisdom is recognizing that we are alive and we are a soul. And we, it's amazing that we just have breath in our lungs that we can live another new day compared to not waking up tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. we do. And when we do, do we greet the Lord with, oh my gosh, this is amazing that I am a living being and a soul created for Christ. And I have the privilege of living this day. And, and so saying that, like I have the privilege. So how do I want to show up in this privileged life that I'm living and be aware? I love asking that question. How do you want me to show up today, Lord? And then like you were saying, you have, then you have a choice. How am I going to show up? Am I going to show up kicking and screaming to get through the schedule of this day? That's really not honoring what the Lord has gifted with in life to be kicking and screaming. And I, I get a, a choice in that. And also then where you were saying, like, I just don't have to think about worry. We don't, we have, we have a choice in that. And, and saying the other phrase I love is, do I want to, is that thought serving me well? Like, do I want to show up like that and take the time to think those things like that drain my energy, that waste my time? And we think, yeah, we have these 24 hours. We have a lot more time than we think. And we use a lot of time of it wasted, either scrolling, thinking negative thoughts, worrying, instead of embracing what's in front of us and being connected with that person or that interaction or that event that's right there and being in that, that moment. And it just hit me. It's hit me a lot with different things with like, you know, what we're gifted with the time that we're being, you know, we're living in, in this day and age, how quick it can go or how intentional we can choose to make it. And I just started reading this book by Christophonic living joy And I'm so excited to read through it because a lot of women in made for greatness are going through like a book study, which I don't know how many I can make, but I was so excited just to get the book and read it. And and it's been talking about so many things that were on my mind and how my brain, I've been really trying to retrain my brain to think and the whole first couple chapters with different things, but like diving into it is realizing that joy is a necessity. Like joy, it says, you know, in scripture, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. So how do we get strength from that? You know, it, the script, there's just so many scripture verses that are like, what is it? Rejoice always. So it's a command to rejoice always. We're supposed to know that the joy of the Lord is our strength, but like pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. Like if we're not doing that and we're grumbling, complaining, we're kicking and screaming, we're dreading our daily routines, we're giving into worry, anxiety, overwhelm, we are not following what the Lord has told us in scripture to do. And that is not mm-hmm. following Christ. And and then I'm here trying to teach this to my kids. And I'm not living that example or my husband and I aren't living that example. And what example am I showing them when I give into frustration or overwhelm? that isn't saying, oh yeah, here, here's the scriptures. Scripture is joy is our strength. Well, obviously I'm not choosing joy. So I don't have strength. So therefore I'm not praying constantly. I'm not giving thanks in all circumstances because I'm not rejoicing always, no matter what Christ gives us. Even in the bad times, we say that God works for the good who, for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if we believe that as Christians to be true, 
And we're not living that out. We're a mockery to our faith. And so giving into the overwhelm and not choosing to be peaceful and trusting that God knows more and God's going to provide and that we actually have a choice to be peaceful. We have a choice to think the way we're thinking about those circumstances that really affect our feelings. If we don't slow down, we have a choice to slow down. And part of slowing down that life that everybody says is rushing by or summer's going by too quick is to change our thinking, to change our thinking. At least I've said it on here so many times for me is to slow down and go, wait a minute. What am I thinking? Recognizing the thought and going, Hmm, do I really want to think that way? Do I really want to choose that thought right now? Is that serving me? Do I want to show up the way that thought, how's that thought going to help me show up in my life today, to my kids today, in my vocation, what I'm doing? And if it's not, then I need to change that. And I need to take that time out to go, okay, how do I want to show up? And that's the intentionality that I'm talking about. And that takes slowing down. And amazingly, when we do that, our life slows down because all of a sudden we do become intentional and we're actually living in our moment, living under the grace of this moment that God's given us. Cause he doesn't want us out of this time and space. He wants mm-hmm. us to be in the grace and the grace he's providing is the grace right now for this moment, for what we are called to right now. Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes we do need to step back and see the bigger picture and have an overarching plan in the end though, that plan has to be given over the Lord to trust him. And I'm trying to learn how to do that. I'm not, I'm not good at all of these things. I'm just saying I'm finding ways for me to slow down and remain in that grace, which gives me so much more peace and learning how to trust so that when I take that next step, I don't have to know how next week's going to turn out. I just have to know that, that God has a plan and I'm going to follow that through. And if I remain in that grace and the plan, then I can, I can choose to be peaceful because I'm choosing to trust God. When we're, when we're not knowing how it's going to figure out, it's because we're really not trusting that the Lord has a better plan for us and that he knows how it's going to work out. We don't have to know it all. We just have to know that God's in control. And my friend, Kim, I love it. She always says like, when I get overwhelmed, I just throw it back to the Lord saying, okay, God, I don't know how you got to figure it out. Cause I'm done. I'm just mm-hmm. done. You got to do something, but that's a cry for help and a, an abandonment to trust And I think it's a beautiful way to say that should be the first thing we do. And not the last thing we do is to just be like, all right, Lord, this looks really messy this week. This is a lot. And so I think practically there are a few steps in, in overcoming overwhelm and moving to peace. And some of that is time management. I archaically, I've gone back in a lot of ways to a paper calendar, which is weird. I know, but like, and recognizing that sleep and stress are really related. Are we, are we scheduling in our sleep? Are we scheduling in, like we said at the beginning time for relaxation or downtime? Like Grace, I like how you said that whole unwind thing. Are we scheduling? Are we not just quitting and then going to bed or like abruptly ending? Are we having an unwind time Mm -hmm. and where are we fitting in prayer? And, and that should be the core, the thing that roots us and our day should go around that. So if we're not sleeping, if we don't have prayer rooted in eating, eating, drinking water and exercising too. Those are things I'm like, Huge. I notice when I feel so off, I'm like, I'm eating crappy. Mm-hmm. 
Drinking water is pretty consistent in my life. I'm not working out and I'm not sleeping well. Right. Not to take away from prayer, but I'm like, when I get back to that, like that was one thing when I was getting to the end of vacation in, in some sense, I was like, part of why I'm tired is because I haven't pushed my body at all this week. Right. And that re gives me energy when I put energy into that. It re and July was my like reset month. My, I I told myself in July, cause June was like a summer class and I just let everything just happen. I was like, my routine's going out the window for like the hot sec because it was just such a full month. So July, July ended up being harder, but now I'm like, I'm like, I'm still going off of the reset of I'm getting back to eating good, getting back to working out. And it's so hard at first to do it, but I ne- like someone said recently, they're like, I never regret, like, it's hard to work out. I always regret not working out. I never regret working right. out. And right. I was like, that's so true. And I feel so good when I'm done and I feel good, tired. And I love good, tired, you know? Yeah. And so a lot of, anyways, that's just a side note is like so many issues in our life physically and mentally and spiritually because everything's tied if our eating habits Mm -hmm. workout habits and sleep habits are not consistent that's going to throw a lot off or you're going to feel very off and when you feel off everything your normal routines your attitude is not going to flow right so I'm trying to re-anchor my weeks with that of just like, and I think we have to see that. Like, so yeah, I think, yeah, eating, anyways, sleeping. want to throw that in there. No, drinking <laughs> water, exercise. So therefore we're taking, we're ca- taking care of mind and body. We need to throw in prayer to take care of our spirit. When all of those are put into there, then we can start looking for like the emotional well-being. Are we, are we connecting with our friends and our community? Are we working in that relaxation wind down and, and even, and to see if we're working that in, we need to go back to how are we managing our time? Are we writing in like the first, you know, things of your week? Are you writing in your sleep and putting in that, you know, eight to 10 hours of sleep? Are you writing in a wind down time for yourself every day on your calendar? Are you writing in when during your week you're going to take that personal care of, is it, is it exercising? Like, where is the exercise time? That's personal care. Where is like taking a bath or reading a book or playing guitar or whatever helps soothe you? That needs to be on your daily schedule. I think for at least Mm -hmm. 30 minutes a day that you go, this is me time because I need to recharge and refocus. And maybe that's at the end of the day and reading before you go to bed. Maybe that's in the middle of the day after lunch. Cause you know, you have that like little lull after you eat and you just said, I'm like, I need to recharge and have another cup of coffee. But mm-hmm. if we don't put those on our calendar, then they don't get put in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because what we do is we put all the appointments on first and we put on the kids activities and we put on the driving. And, but once we actually start with self-care and self-awareness, eating, drinking, sleeping, exercising, prayer, then we can add in the appointments, the drive time to and from the dinner, not just eating dinner, hopefully as a family, but the prep for that, you know, or Mm -hmm. the family time, you know, when that fits in on your schedule. And then even with that, when we see it, we were like, oh, I guarantee if you write it out and block it out that way, you will see how much extra time there is in a week, which makes then that overwhelm just go down and go, oh, I took this list of to-dos because that's how I used to start out of it is like, okay, here's my to-do list for the week. Oh my gosh, I have so much to do, so much to do. And then when somebody says, well, do you ever just take it and actually like 
write it down and put it into blocks or break down your to-do list to like three things a day and then see where those get done. And once I started doing that, I'm like, oh, I have a gap here of a half an hour. I have a gap there. And then for me, when it's laid out, I have my planner now laid out, usually on a counter, I can like look at it or on in my bedroom or whatever, and like kind of check it off. And then I can, if I need to move things around, but then I can, it prevents me from doing the I'm going to just sit here and scroll because I look later and go, oh yeah, I have a half an hour for reading there or just for surfing the internet. If that is what you want to do instead of wasting the time now when, you know, I can make three phone calls in a half an hour and, and throw in a load of laundry and then switch my load of laundry and fold another load, you know, in another half Mm -hmm. an hour. And now I've gotten my, a bunch of my checklists done and, you know, maybe some other things you know, take a bit longer than that, but it just has really helped me practically to go, oh, my to-do list from the week, that big, huge to-do list, when I actually put it into certain slots or break it down into like the, you know, the weekly Monday through Friday with things, it's way more manageable and it all fits with gaps of things to do, which brings much more peace to my life than overwhelm, than looking at the long, long list and feeling like, Monday, oh my gosh, I only checked off three things. How am I going to get the other 50 done or whatever? Mm -hmm. So that's been a huge, like practical thing of moving from, you know, overwhelm to peace in my life and is putting those things, those other practical use things you said, grace of the exercise, the water, the, the sleeping habits, the eating habits, when those are on the calendar, then you're kind of, you know, conquering two birds with one stone and that can really help Yeah, I want to add in because me as a, I don't know, already kind of overly organized person, it's very, like kind of on the flip side, it's, it can be very defeating for me when I get those days where I'm just dead, dead exhausted. And I look at my routine and I'm like, I'm not doing that. But like, I'm like, it's just not happening today. I don't have the Mm -hmm. energy. Like I probably could push through and do it, but, or, you know, you put off one thing and then it puts off everything else and you get to the end of the day and it's like, if I just, and then, I don't know, then you get to that self-deprecating, well, if I just pick, started this morning, I would have been fine. I would have gotten through it. And it can be frustrating. Even if it was manageable last night when I looked at it, it didn't happen today. And that can be, that can almost be overwhelming for me because it's like, I can't take care of my daily things that can, I committed myself to of, you know, taking care of myself, of having routines, da, da, da. And I didn't get to those appointments and da, 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 and all the other things like the school stuff, the work stuff on top of didn't get to my own self stuff and now I'm going to bed and that can be defeating for me I don't know if other people feel that sometimes I'm just throwing this in and so I think kind of what I've tried to start doing at the end of the day in general I want to make it a routine I've just started this this summer but all but just just in general especially if you think like that is I've started writing just like down like things I'm grateful for or ways that I've won or ways that I'm proud of myself today yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't get to this, but I'm so tired and I can't believe that I actually got this done. I'm so proud that I did that. I'm so proud I made the bet. Like, you know, whatever it is, yeah. and I like write down like four-ish things. Like when I first started my internship and it was overwhelming at first because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I like after the first week on the drive home, I would I was like, what are five things you're proud of that you did? Not things like grateful for is good, but I started going like lift yourself up by what are things you're proud of today. And you yeah. have to say five things like right. I haven't stuck with that very well, but I'm like that just 
it helps me see I did do stuff well because I think that's where my overwhelm can come sometimes it's like well I didn't do this and I didn't do this and there's still more coming tomorrow and why why will tomorrow not be like today and today in my book was a failure it's like it wasn't a failure you didn't hit everything but look what you did do and take wins in that you know so I've started I think that goes back a ton to like you're saying like just having that was my other comment was to have a gratitude journal like how do you wrap up your day and I love that just like we're to do an examine at the end of the day to write down what you're grateful for and to write those positive thoughts those positive thoughts about yourself and and thoughts that you want to have to show up tomorrow that you want to choose to be thinking mm-hmm. and I think that's a great way to how to practically start training your brain to think differently because when we think negatively our brains, our program to go find evidence to support that our brains are designed to help us have protection. So that's where we, when we talk about like fight flight or freeze, like that's what our brains, they're very primitive. That's what they were formed to do. Um, our society has evolved so much more quickly than our brains have because of technology in the last like 150 years, our society has evolved so fast and our brain hasn't caught up. Our brains were designed to like, if there is a wild animal, we need to run and leave now, or we need to hide and seek cover and freeze or whatever it's it. We are based on survival. So in our lives now, when we start to feel overwhelmed, anxious, out of control, our brains are designed to like, yep, let's get out of here. Let's panic or let's freeze and procrastinate and not do anything like, or let's get out of the situation. Where's the easiest situation? Oh, ice cream. That makes me feel good. Oh, avoiding that makes me feel good. Cause then I don't have to face it. Right. We're running away from the situation. Reprogramming our brain means to go, no, Christy, you're okay. This is normal. It's hectic, more hectic than normal because schedules are changing. There's more in the schedule now because it's August. Remember, this happens every year. Kids go back to school or grace. This happens every year. We we move back in. We're in a new living situation and we have new roommates. That's okay. That's normal. That's not something we have to run away from. That's something we can embrace. That's something we can choose to enjoy and we can go with. And so I love how you say at the end of the day, what did I do? Well, what can I be proud of? And then and then taking that time very practically, how do we want to show up tomorrow? What are thoughts I want to have to have about myself, about my routine tomorrow? Because that's a practical way of retraining this brain out of the normal neural pathway of, oh, when this happens, I do this. Like you said, like when this happens, then I just worry. And I think about all these things. You program your brain to do it. It do it does it automatically. And the minute we think that negative thought the brain goes, oh, I I can find evidence for that negative thought. I can find it. Oh, look, see, because then this might happen and then this might happen, this might happen. And it's because it's trying to prevent you and protect you from something that's fearful or that could hurt you. Mm -hmm. But it's really not hurting us the way we had to do survival. It's hurting us more than if we actually faced what we're afraid of. Right. It's not going to kill us. Anxiety isn't going to kill us. Now, it doesn't feel good but it's not going to kill us. So when we take the time to retrain the neural pathway of just like automatically looking for evidence of the negative and say, no, let's find evidence of the positive. You just gave great examples. No, I'm going to stop here on my way home from work or before I go to bed and go, what did I do well today? And that takes thought work in the beginning. It takes effort, but it can go. Yeah, I did these tasks today. Yeah. I might not have gotten all the laundry done, but 
I did a load of laundry. I folded the laundry from the other mm-hmm. day. I empty and or loaded even- the dishwasher. I, oh, I walked. I might not have worked out hard, but I did walk the dog. Mm-hmm. And then our brain starts training it, creating new neural pathways and finding evidence of how we did well. When we say not, what did I not do today? And stop saying the phrase of what did I not do? What did I not accomplish? And start going, what did I do today though? What, what I did that really well. I was a really good friend. I showed up and listened for my, to my friend today, or I I asked questions at work and I learned a new skill or I wasn't shy. And I actually spoke to somebody new, you know, that type of thing. Or even in like, we're talking about transitions and I know, like, I've no, I know the pattern for myself often is like, I'm just slow to warm up and then I get comfy, but sometimes I can get, you know, get, oh, I'm going to get down on myself because that was an awkward interaction or I didn't do that very smoothly. Da, da, da. It's like, okay, but I'm warming up to a new situation and I know that can be bumpy and awkward and then right. make me feel ashamed later. Cause it's like, oh, that was just, I could have done better. Cause I've seen myself do better, but it's when I'm used to something, you know? Sure. And so just kind of being like, Hey, you tend to do this and look at you did like, look at this situation where you actually were really calm or you really were like, you took that step to get out of the, like just giving yourself grace of those new and hard situations and be like, so where did you win here? And not, not, not having high expectations for yourself, like setting the bar too low, but, but also all just setting the bar realistically and being like, okay, we will move this up as time goes on, but we're in a new situation. So we're going to put the bar a little lower and celebrate when we pass that. And then we'll, then we'll move the bar up higher and higher and higher. Like right. as you, but just kind of, I don't know. I feel like giving yourself grace. Yeah. I think yeah. it's giving yourself grace that you're learning something new and saying, this is a new situation and this might take time, but look, I did one new thing today and maybe by next week, I and I'm going to be very it. proud of that because right. I have to give myself grace. Cause this takes me time to some like, in two weeks, I'm going to be doing 10 things good that right. I just said I'm proud of this one thing, but I need to give myself those two weeks. Like, right. And because I'm learning it new, but like you just said, but then you're thinking the thought because in two weeks, I'm going to have 10 things. And in a month, I'm going to have 25 things. Mm-hmm. And, and just thinking those positive thoughts, because then your brain goes there and finds and says, yep, you did this. And here's 10 things, not 10 things you did 12, mm-hmm. you know? And instead of going the other way of like, oh, that was awkward and I missed that connection and I kind of flubbed up on that word or I seemed a little socially inept there. No, but I did all these things because I talked to somebody new and I went to coffee with somebody when I normally went to coffee with and that was stepping out of this. And so it's, it's, it is, it's a retraining of our brain to go, we can be peaceful with the baby steps. We can be peaceful with the change just by slowing down and be intentional of, of how we're choosing to feel and to remember that all those thoughts, all those circumstances are neutral. It's our thoughts that we're choosing to think that produce the feelings and the actions or the reactions that we are in our life. So if we don't like the results we're getting in our lives, we really need to go back and examine our thoughts about the neutral circumstance, because that's where it's lying. If we don't like those results. And so why does this keep happening in my life? Well, well, how are you thinking about the situation? And if you're not thinking about that and in a way that's producing feelings and results you want, it's time to re-examine the thoughts and change those. And that's where we can start to choose more peaceful and calming thoughts about the circumstances instead of all the overwhelm and craziness. So I hope these practical suggestions that Grace and I've talked about, I hope that 
at least starts you off on that way. And I really love how Grace talks about that unwind time and about just gratitude and finding ways to praise yourself. I think that's really good. And just incorporating those I things. Have one last thought yeah. What's your other stuff to wrap up here? I was going to say this earlier and I just am remembering it now. I like, I like thinking I, I, well, I was talking about like being proud of yourself in something. And then we're also talking about, I don't need to worry. Da, da, da. I think of it sometimes of if we really are living out and believing that we're a child of God, daughter and son of God, Mm-hmm. And, you know, prince and pr- princess of the kingdom, like a, a practical way. I like to live that out to be like, do you really believe that? How often do we watch in the movies? It's like, well, you, we're not going to take this to the king or queen or whatever, because it's not worth their time. And so sometimes I'll try and have that attitude with myself. <laughs> when there's petty things that I get worried, stressed, overwhelmed about. It's like, that's not worth my time. Don't even bring that to my attention. It's like, I'm worth more than that. Mm. And if I really believe that, then I'm not going to waste my time. Like, you know, a health, I feel like a healthy pride, you know, you see it in the movie and it's snooty. It's like, is that paper even worth it? Do I want to see this peasant? Like, I don't know, kind of a silly example, but kind of having that in my head, it's like, are these worries really worth my time? Is this, or like, you know, is this structure of my life really like how I should be living? If I'm, if I'm a, you know, daughter of the king, no, I should, I would actually be living better this way. And so how do I make steps to do that? And like having a healthy pride of like, This is what I'm worthy of. This is what I'm made of. So I'm going to take steps to live that way. Right. Yeah. And that goes all back to the thought work of, do I want to show up? Is this worth my time? Is this worth my thought energy? Is this serving me well? In a way that's producing good results, like you said, but also in a way that's helping me then show up to serve others well. If I'm in this tizzy of overwhelm, if I'm in this tizzy of crazy that comes across to my family, that comes across to my kids, that comes across to my friends. And I honestly want to be a person of joy that people go, wow, where did she get that joy from? That must, that comes from somewhere else and be like, yeah, what is my strength? My strength is joy because I'm rooted in the Lord. Like you said, as a daughter of the King and I'm trusting him that he knows way better than this life than I do. And he's got it all under control in his plan. And all I'm supposed to do is walk in his grace because his grace is sufficient enough. Mm -hmm. So let's find joy in that and just walk in the grace, making those ordinary moments extraordinary and holy in our lives by saying, here I am, Lord, how do you want me to show up today? And then, and then go do that work and, and think those thoughts that bring about the grace that the Lord has for us and call mm-hmm. upon that. It's abundant. It's enough. That's mm-hmm. what we say. And if that's what we're saying and that's what we're believing and that's what the Bible is, then let's choose to live that way. It's a choice. We don't have to be reactionary to all of the overwhelm. Mm-hmm. We can choose peace. So I hope people go and choose peace today. Amen. Oh, amen. There you Silly go. side note. I think you should cut your hair because this whole zoom meeting your hair has been tucked behind you, like, and kind of <laughs> hold it up. And I'm like, it would look really cute. It's like holding, sitting right at her shoulders, guys. And I'm like, she should cut it to her shoulders. No, it was a little higher than that, just above your shoulders. And it looks I'm really debating. cute. I'm debating. I'm kind of nervous. I thought I was good at, I don't know. Leave it I mean, I like long. it long right now, but I've just been looking at it and it looks like it's been short <laughs> this whole time. And I kind of like it. That's so. funny. I'm going to have to look at it now. <laughs> anyway. All but. right, guys. 
we we should wrap up here. Yeah. You can email us the ways that you're going to choose grace and not overwhelm to choose peace at thanksmompodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or on all of our social media on Facebook and Instagram at Thanks Mom Podcast. And if you like this kind of language and encouragement and want more of it, that's what mom's doing in life coaching is this this kind of encouragement and encouraging you to think differently, have a different thought process and giving you ideas of what that looks like. So go seek her out if you like this whole time you're like, I don't even know what it is. I don't want to look into it. Well, now you know what it is. So go look into it. So she's yep. Lining up clients and everything now. It's yeah, so you can uh, look up at my webpage is christinambrown.com and I have my coaching and my speaking page up there and I'd love to work with you or you can, I'm at christina underscore underscore m underscore underscore brown on Instagram mm-hmm. and christina brown on Facebook as well. Yeah. And I'd love to connect with you there, but. And as usual, like and subscribe. Great and review. Great interview. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me laugh. I've never thought of this part as kind of a pain to list off all these things. But as I mentioned, the many podcasts I listen to, I listen to What God Is Not. And Mother Natalia always gets overwhelmed and freaks out because she can't remember it all. So she always is like, oh, I hate this part. And so now I always think that's when we get here. I'm like, oh, I have to remember it all. I was like, wait, no, I've never minded that until I've been listening to them. And she's like, I yeah. hate this part. I don't, I can't remember it all. <laughs> but so. Awesome. Anyways. Do all the things, people. All the things. That's what we say. All the things. All right. And we'll see you next time on the Thanks Mom Podcast. Bye.